This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why the podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm author and editor Angela Spera. Now, I normally host this podcast with Laura Lane, my co-author of the book, This Is Why You're Single. And I think by now you guys know the deal. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. But this week, Laura had a baby. She is off on well-deserved maternity leave. Her baby's name is Elliot Sunny Rad, in case you were wondering, slash don't follow her on Instagram. Uh, he's very cute, and Laura is in good spirits, and she will be back with us in about a month. But in the meantime, we are so lucky. We have an esteemed fill-in guest host. Uh, it's my fiance, Ian. Hi, Ian. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, uh, do you want to take it away and, and do the really hard part and, and, oh, and tell us what this week's episode is called? This is a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to do that. Thank you for having me. Um, so this week's episode is called Lessons from Pandemic Wedding Planning. We'll be answering your listener questions, including one listener who wants to know how we knew when we wanted to go from dating to relationship and another who wants to know how to make the best of quarantine time spent with her fiance. That's fiance. Talking, fiance. Said in a fancy fiance. way. Fiance. Yeah. I yeah, I just it's a hard word for, for me to say, like, without making it a little bit, you know, sound a little bit fancy. That's why we can't wait to get married, so we never have to say that word again. Yeah, but now I'm just gonna learn how to say wife in a different language. <laughs> what the uh with the we're all, we'll also be talking about what's in the news. Uh, for me, TikTokers are smoking flowers and Gen Z isn't watching TV. Yeah. You, you nailed that, Ian. Good job. Good job. You know, thank you. I was a little bit nervous. It's been a while. It's been, I think we did this last in May of 2019 or something like that. Well, that's right. So I was going to say like, normally when we have a guest on the show, we do a whole long spiel with like their credits and who they are. But if you've been listening to the show for a while you know ian either from my stories about him which some are approved and some are not so maybe you know too much about him i think a lot are not approved a lot are not approved <laughs> you know i'm an open book on the show and i guess i am too unwillingly <laughs> exactly um but you might also have heard an episode where ian co-hosted uh, or he has filled in for laura before when um she had some medical issues. Uh, this is a happier circumstance, obviously. And we've also done episodes where we had you and Nick on. Those were fun. Those were a lot of fun. I enjoyed those a lot. Uh, so, yeah, you passed the test. So now <laughs> we, you're allowed to, you're going to host this with me for a month. It's very exciting. And when you say pass the test, I do think that, like, the bar is low. For, yeah, you definitely, I didn't have to do any kind of like Scantron or like, you didn't do, I didn't, I didn't have to do a ton of gymnastics to get this game. Well, you know what? No one complains. So <laughs> right. yeah, I guess that exactly. is a low bar. No, people, people enjoy you, Ian. You're a funny guy. You know, yeah. I, to, to brag on Ian, he, he used to do comedy when he lived in LA. He worked for America's Funniest Home Videos. So, like, if you like people getting hit in the nuts 
with uh, household objects. Which is universal love. Who doesn't love dad gets hit in groin with a ball bat. <laughs> universal comedy. That's really all you, the only credentials you need to qualify you to host the podcast. Yeah. Um, you're overqualified, <laughs> frankly, to be here right now. I appreciate that. <laughs> so normally we start up the show with uh, like what's going on in your week, which is funny because we're living in pandemic times and you and I are together always all the time. So, you know, what's going on in my week. Usually, I mean, sometimes there's like maybe there's some different activity going on in the kitchen than the living room or the bedroom or the bathroom. So we do have we are in different spaces from time to time. So there might be moments where like, you know, you're having a granola bar and I don't know. Exactly. That's what we're going to talk about this week. I had a kind bar today. No, uh, I want to call you out on Uh something that I thought was pretty funny. Now I think it's funny. At the time I was insulted. Um, So Ian and I are doing a small wedding ceremony in june we're very excited um i'm gonna do the works i'm gonna wear the dress hair and makeup whatever uh because i feel i've earned it after having to cancel and put off the wedding for such a long time and i scheduled my hair and makeup trial which is exciting and ian's response was please don't overdo it like you did for our engagement photos well, that's specifically you're talking about makeup. I didn't for say makeup. Yeah. I didn't anything about the hair. You approve my hair. You just didn't approve well, my makeup. I feel like it's... you fashion icon. You. <laughs> I feel like it's unfair to say. Listen, you do whatever you want. You should do whatever makes you happy. <laughs> Thanks. I will. <laughs> um, well, I mean, first of all, I just want to say that uh, I did what any normal, rational person would do. I pulled my friends after you said this, and. I was like, uh, did I overdo it for my engagement photos? And they were like, no, you had a natural look. And I was like, I thought so. So <laughs> you're wrong. Well, I guess this plays into the thing that, you know, it's I've learned as I've gotten older and learned more about uh, what what women like and want and do. And the fact that like saying that, oh, I like you without makeup isn't really a compliment. Um, <laughs> And so it's not a compliment if I have if I'm standing there wearing makeup that I've put effort right, into putting right. on my totally, face. Totally understand. And then you're like, oh, I prefer natural look. You're like, yeah. well, I put all this effort in. It's yeah. Right. It's an effort. Yeah, I, I totally get it. And the other thing is that like, listen, like you want to go all out, you want to get like like an Annie, like a little orphan Annie wig, <laughs> and you want to like go like, you know, do whatever you want because let listen whatever amount of effort you put in, I will be very appreciative of. I mean, it's like a two-sided thing because obviously, like, I personally, I wear makeup for me. I do my hair for me. Like, it makes me feel good. Sure, right. Um, But I also want to be attractive to you as my partner, especially on our wedding day. So, like, that is a factor. But, I mean, like, the the glam aspect of it, I'm definitely, like, doing that for me. And I think what maybe men don't realize, maybe men get freaked out by the wedding day look because you kind of have to overdo it on those days right, so you don't entirely look like the you especially when you go for a whole year of barely leaving a room with sure. somebody that like you're familiar with the way somebody's supposed to look and then maybe they don't quite look like yeah person, i will definitely like, look different i will have right, like right yeah. <laughs> the fake eyelashes i might yeah like i i want to look like miss piggy like i want to go <laughs> full drag queen i want to feel as glamorous as possible uh 
but but actually not nearly as glam as some women do. Like I always say, and I think this is a good tip, like when you're getting your hair done for a special event or makeup done, whatever, like I always say I want to look like myself, just like the best version of myself. Right. Yeah. Um I get that. So like and I and I told my makeup person that. But yeah, I will have like fake eyelashes on. I will have like I normally don't wear like powder or concealer or anything. There will maybe be a little bit of that, but I you will recognize me. Well, I know you will look gorgeous. And oh, I know thanks. and but the truth is I also I think you I'm I'm attracted to you when you're not wearing makeup and when you are wearing makeup. It's just uh sometimes I need to shut up about certain <laughs> things. Some sometimes my opinion is not needed. <laughs> That's right. This is a perfect way to start a marriage. <laughs> no, it's it's just uh I'm I'm very excited and I want you to I want you to feel your best on that day. Thank you. Thank you. I I think I will. And you can feel free to do whatever you want as well. Yeah, I was actually that's say, not just like, see, I'm a hypocrite because I take that back immediately. Yeah, see that's the thing, is that like you <laughs> can't I'm you yeah. know, don't don't like show up with your hair looking like spiky or something, like something you've never done before. Well that's the thing, is like there's a difference between like do whatever you want and you might like sabotage the few family photos that come out of this small event. Yeah. Because like, if I, yeah, if I look like, like I'm going forever. like a Sex Pistols concert. Right. Like, just because I think it's funny. <laughs> like, because I do, you know, I do have, I do have it in me. I do have like, I am the purple devil emoji. Like, yes. I, I do like to, I'm, I definitely like to. You're mischievous. I'm mischievous. I definitely have that in me. So I promise you I will not come in and like a, uh, in like a, a plaid suit or something like that, which my dad did own a plaid suit at one point in his life. Um, well, which they they're were probably p- in now, actually. So no, yeah, I feel, I feel like feel there's a, a way, actually. There's a version of a plaid suit that I could be excited about. Yeah, but that would be quite the curveball during yeah. our first look. No, but I'm glad. I'm glad you double doubled back on your little comments, <laughs> making me feel crazy. But no, I will be doing the work. So I, I, like I said, I would wear a wig if I could. Um, there's there's, there's nothing like it's like i will say i want natural style makeup but that is still not natural like there is gonna there is nothing natural about that that day um but anyway what's going on in your week ian in my week well we went to the eye doctor we Um, we went together we went together it was uh i we we tried a new eye doctor in the neighborhood because we didn't want to have to go into the city and brooklyn every corner you can throw a stone in there is an eye doctor So why not pick one? And we picked the worst possible. By we, I mean me. I picked the worst possible one. You found him. I have never really, I haven't gone to an eye doctor since I was like a child because I don't wear glasses. So I trusted you. Well, yeah. And And it was a special experience. I just went with the one of the ones that was close and recommended by the insurance company. Yeah, I mean. Which is, you know very very lucky to even have that advice but anyway i think a lot of times in the pandemic uh well even before this time but i get i get a little self-conscious that i'm like losing my sense of humor <laughs> and maybe some of it is just like i'm a little deaf maybe i have like lapses in awareness sure so Ian is he's he's not joking you are deaf in one ear i am deaf yeah i'm pretty i'm almost completely deaf in my right ear and i also don't sleep well so like there's like a lot of i have a lot of sensory deprivation going on that like maybe could be impacting my ability to like absorb and process humor so i was proud of myself that it, like the eye doctor is basically like like noam chomsky 
um, which uh, for those of you who are listening who don't know who Noam Chomsky is, Google Noam Chomsky. And this is not to be uh, ageist or anything. I will go to anybody at any age. This guy was just very dry and um, uh, very, he was, yeah, I would say dry and uh, he was very crackly. Uh, <laughs> Can confirm. Uh <laughs> <laughs> definitely not the warmest bedside yeah. manner uh and he's touching your face and he's yeah right up in your face in a pandemic yeah um but yeah so i he was tell, telling me about about eye health very which is which is normally i i'm interested in it but he couldn't have made it more boring and then he tells me that you know we look in your eye for diabetes all this kind of stuff yeah. and i was like oh uh, because I've gained weight over the pandemic, my most recent blood test had me pre-diabetic, so I'm almost there. And he looked at me very, very seriously and was like, no, no, I don't think you understand. Diabetes is bad. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I had that wrong. I think that's not on you. I think uh, <laughs> he either he, he really thought you were an idiot that thought the diabetes <laughs> was a good thing or he has no sense of humor. Well, this is where you and I get into like our, our our perception of people and interaction sometimes different because I was just thinking that he was just like, you know, just like a he 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 didn't get humor. He was just one track mind, you know, doing doing his thing, worried about my eyes, not really kibitzing whereas doctors see me like I am I'm like this is like a routine that we're doing doctors and most doctors I think hate me for that reason probably <laughs> secretly. Um no, yeah. I think you probably make their day more fun because I like you do this with every interaction <laughs> like you like with the checkout person or with the Uber driver like you you like to joke around. You like to be a, basically you're a dad about it. You're yeah. you're like a dad about it. Well, I think I think of that Kurt Vonnegut thing where he talks about like how he doesn't want to like buy like a big thing of of like envelopes. He likes to buy them individually as he needs them so that he can go like shoot the shit with the people out out in the world right and, and he feels me. like technology is like ruining our that that little perk of life to just go out and yeah to fart around to fart I, around I, I think he says fart around yes. yeah and i love that i i totally it's important get that it's important but like you definitely you like to fart around more you like to fart more than i do in more ways than <laughs> in one more ways than yes one. yes more ways than uh one. But I think that there is there's room for both in the world. <laughs> um, so, all right, good good job, Ian. What, you you nailed that segment. You're like a total natural. Do we have? I wish we had like a third party calling in, and they could just <laughs> in real time just like rate my performance uh, and uh, give me you know maybe uh, really critical feedback. Just holding up scorecards like yeah. the Olympics. Yeah. Um, Need a rubric. Yeah. So, all right, it's time to jump into our mailbox, but first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Um, you know, guys, sometimes we have a little anxiety. Sometimes we have a little extra anxiety when, I don't know, we go through a year with a pandemic and crazy politics and just, you know, lots of stuff happening. And uh, you feel the weight. You really do. And sometimes I think people forget to talk about it 
and then it eats them up inside and then you have trouble functioning in life in other ways. So the best thing to do is to find a professional to talk to and BetterHelp is a service that you could look into that would provide you with that. So with BetterHelp, you send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to go anywhere. It's all without ever having to even sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. You're doing this from the comfort and privacy of your own couch. And it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So that is great. Um, I want you guys to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash this is why. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, as in H-E-L-P help.com slash this is why. All right, let's see what we have in the mailbox. Um, so first up, we have a question from our listener, Homerito. And we posted on Instagram saying that you were going to be hosting and we wanted to know if anybody had um, any questions, questions specific to you and you and I together. So we got this one, which is a great one. So Homerito writes... Okay, so my question for Ian is what I always ask couples, how did you meet and what led to you pursuing a relationship with her, like the turning point to combine your board games into a whole new expansion, which I have to say, I love what he wrote here because that is a reference to our book. He's clearly read the book, this is why you're single, because we say like your life should be uh, like a really fun board game and the relationship is just like the expansion pack you know oh. like you don't need it to make your life like fun and full and perfect it's just like a fun thing to add on I like that. that's what he's good meant. metaphor so you are we are each other's expansion pack <laughs> um so how did we meet on the internet on the internet yeah the internet.com uh specifically okay, okay cupid, cupid. Yeah. which I don't know that I would, not that I don't recommend it now. I just feel like I can't speak to its current state. Yeah. You know, like this was kind of pre-Tinder being number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we both had Tinder. And I'm but sure Tinder is not even number one. I'm sure there's like, no. there's like what, like Hinge that commercial I would say with the pillow. All my friends seem to like Hinge now. Yeah. But plenty of fish. No, plenty of fish is the worst. Coffee meets bagels. <laughs> no, Gl I have gluten free heard, singles. The, I have to say, like consistently, I have heard just the craziest shit about plenty of fish. Oh, it's really? Just, like not like what? a good place. Like every, I know nothing about. Anytime that. that somebody sends us a screenshot, like a particular, I mean, there's crazy people on all the apps, but like plenty of fish just seems to be consistently bottom of the barrel and i'm sure you know really? i'm sure there are stories out there people who like met their significant other and it worked out for them but i always like steer people away from plenty of fish i was gonna make a, a an ocean joke there it's uh, it's all bottom feeders uh -huh. ah, yeah. exactly and yeah. love aquatic humor wait aren't catfish bottom yeah, catfish humor. yeah fish humor there you go fish humor um oh, wow. yeah i feel like plenty of fish seems to be like the equivalent of like how like Facebook has turned into this weird 
kind of place with like boomer humor and and poorly photoshopped memes and anytime you like log in you're like what is going on here oh really that i think that like plenty of fish is the dating app equivalent you know there's a lot of that on instagram too i've become aware of well fun i actually that out eventually (laughs) every empire falls Um, but yeah okay so i didn't mean for that to be a tangent about how much plenty of fish sucks we met on okcupid and i messaged famously messaged ian first he was the only person i ever messaged first because i was tired of like waiting like i would see somebody's profile and i liked them but like i didn't want to make the first move and then i would like wait and hope that they would message me very very sexist thing that that there should be like one one uh you know gender messages the other well it also i mean yes you're right but also it does i think it feels good to be the one that is pursued oh yes exactly so like you want that agree but, but in this case, it could just be as simple as like you just hadn't come across. I hadn't come across you yet, or something. Like that, right. You know, well, which is I think the case. For the sure. way the the weird like passive aggr- aggressive way <laughs> that OkCupid okay works and like OkCupid okay flirting kind of was was like you would view someone's profile and they would see that you had viewed it, and like if you were interested, I feel like I would just like do a double view so that they would see me in the queue of There's people so that had strategy there seen that them I and then they would hopefully message me and like yeah it was and that's why i was like i'm so tired of this this person seems normal yeah. uh and cute so <laughs> did you learn that the normal part wasn't true you were my kind of normal okay Everybody has their own version of normal, which is somebody else is not normal. Nor, yeah, I mean, like when I say normal, like I like quirky. <laughs> uh, there's actually a, a great line from the musical version of the movie Groundhog Day. Um, there's like, I, yeah. I know I'm about to lose you and everybody else, but <laughs> she's like describing her perfect like person, and she's like. Uh, weird is fine, but not all the time. And I'm like, uh, exactly, yes. You wanted like somebody who's like not like somebody who knows time. somebody yeah. who can be quirky, but like knows when to turn it off yeah. and and be a a, a grown up, yeah, uh, which is sometimes hard because like sometimes people don't don't know. Yeah. Um. So to and answer, then yeah. To, to answer so to answer Homerito's question, um, I feel like uh, from my point of view, it it felt very natural i mean we just we're just like hanging out a lot really i mean that's really that's kind of what what happens is this you know and i really had never you know been in a long-term relationship before like i had had you know people that i had met and like spent time with but like didn't really have anything long term but i mean the other thing too is like we live so far away and we were kind of we because i was in brooklyn and you were in queens so we were but we were we were making that element of it work and that felt like you know it felt like this is this is like it felt natural and that's really like there wasn't like a ton of for my opinion it wasn't like a ton of like of like and now this is happening and now this is happening it more just like it just happened and that's kind of what you want you just want it to, to feel natural from, from from my opinion and it felt it felt very nice like i felt like oh like yeah this is this is good and it, and i and i feel good and we're having a lot of fun together and you know and i think the reason that, that was it was able to happen that way was like for for me like, I feel like I kind of feel like I trusted you pretty quickly. Hmm. Okay. Like, in the sense that, like, I didn't, th- you didn't seem like the kind of person who was going to, like, 
lie or like be like talking to a lot of other people while also seeing me like obviously you know so like that once you kind of have that trust element it's easy to relax and just see what happens yeah um i I was still you know i'm an anxious person so (laughs) (laughs) that was consistent (laughs) for me so i was still like i don't know what's going on but it was like a much calmer situation than i feel like i had experienced before i guess that's how you know you found the one yeah right no it's like i don't know i would say yeah definitely just uh don't try to force anything and you should try to you know you know in enjoy your time and and let it kind of happen naturally but also you know communicate honestly when you have thoughts and feelings and you know that way you know you you kind of know where where you stand which i guess at times can be stressful yes if, if if that communication doesn't happen so that's that's the one piece of advice I'd say give. And sometimes not everybody knows where they stand, you know, and there, are, there, are there any time to like think about it because they hadn't been in that place before. So that's also okay. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's true. Cause not to make it sound like it was like more easy than it was because like there were moments yeah, where like exactly. both of us didn't know where we stood. And like, I think that uh, I was able to like express those concerns and, uh, we we it was rocky getting to a place where we were both comfortable but like we were both willing to have the conversation and i say that's happened a few times throughout our relationship that, like, sure. there have been moments where we're like you know where where like one of us was maybe not exactly like in the same place but it's always about like com- communicating and making sure that like you take the, the 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 time to have that conversation and like and then you know because the thing is that just you can't you know people were two different people like everybody's two different people so it's like you got to always kind of check in with each other right and make sure that you know you're 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 looking at the world the same and and your relationship yeah because we've been together seven years at this point and we still have sometimes miscommunications and just communicate differently so it's amazing that like two strangers can meet and navigate it's pretty miraculous it really happens every day uh, look at that (laughs) happens all the time (laughs) uh i wouldn't want to go back yeah yeah. i'm glad we got here now but it can be fun and exciting you just gotta yeah have patience um okay so next question this is a slightly longer question this is from our listener paloma and paloma writes I would actually love a bit of relationship advice from you guys. I don't think I can say that COVID and lockdown has affected my relationship in a bad way, but it has definitely changed it. My boyfriend and I are getting married this October. Congrats. And we are getting... Mazel tov. Yes. And we are getting married. We've talked about it and we'll do it even if it's just the two of us. We'll for sure throw that big party whenever is possible. That said, I've been feeling pretty sad lately about how our last year of non-married life is going. We've only been together for three years, one of them being locked in the house. So I keep thinking about all the trips, dates, experiences we are missing out on. I don't want to remember this time as the two of us in our sofa wearing sweatpants all day. So, for example, we recently made the decision of going for outdoors meals every other week as an opportunity to get our dates back, dress nicely, and all that. Do you have any other advice on how to make these next few months special despite the current situation? I'm sure you both have good ideas to share that would be really helpful. 
Also, I know we are lucky to be healthy together in love. So despite these thoughts I'm having, I do keep focusing on the positive and being grateful for the uh, to the universe for our good situation so far. Thanks so much for being there during this crazy year. The podcast has been a good highlight of my week and love the rebranding. Thank you, Paloma. Um, and obviously, we can totally identify with what you're going through. Um, Ian, do you have any initial yeah thoughts feedback i mean i look like shit all the time so <laughs> i uh i mean it i i just i yeah i i went out today and i put on clothes and i've been putting on like normal clothes a little bit more and more recently which it's nice yeah it feels good i feel uh definitely feel different um yeah i think uh everything you're saying makes complete sense because this is a really, this was a really terrible year. Uh, you know, I think it was the, 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 the baseline was bad for most, for a lot of people. And then, you know, it, it kind of was worse for some and better for others. Right. But yeah. I, I think it's a feeling sad about all that is completely, completely acceptable. And I think if you're anything you're doing right, right now to try to insert some like newness or some life into things, um, despite how, how hard it is to kind of, be out in the world you know whether it's dining or doing activities or things that you used to know and love i think that's a great that's great that you're making the effort to do that and uh i'm sure it, i'm sure it helped yeah and i it's much easier now i think that like there's actually like some movement towards like the light at the end of the tunnel like right. it was a long winter for everybody like it was bleak and uh unless it, you live in capri <laughs> <laughs> even there people were Stuck in their houses, probably. I think, yeah, I don't know those crazy Italians. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think like this winter was rough. And if you were in a relationship, or really like even if you just have a roommate that you're friends with, like I think everybody's relationship was affected because like you're trapped together. It's an unnatural situation. Like, yes, we have we have quantity of time, but it's not. Quality, quality time it takes effort to make it quality because but before like a lot of the quality stuff is like external things that you kind of do together and so yeah it takes it takes thought and effort and it takes a lot of you know wanting to i don't know find 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 the energy also to kind of do it because i feel the more you know if if people like me i've been very fortunate in that i've been able to work from 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 home and be relatively safe as a result but like my energy is is now is so low compared to like what it was like when I was commuting and like doing things and meeting friends and you know it's just that's that's a challenge in and of itself. Yeah, there's there's not exactly like a zest for life. You know? <laughs> no. I mean, it's starting to come back, but like yeah, when there there are days like even if you get out of the apartment or your house wherever you are and like go for a walk or like see some people that are in each other, it's still the majority of your time is just like just sitting next to each other on your laptops working it's like you gotta kind of like and that's the other thing too it's like you gotta kind of like make an effort to remind yourself that that like oh like let's try to do something so i guess like as far as like advice goes like trying to do something i mean like it's hard to think of things from home i mean if there's activities um that may be that had gone like digital like for example like i know like some magicians and stuff like 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 that have like 
you know, virtual shows. Yeah, we... I've I've brought this up on the show before oh, too, you have, and Laura yeah, was like, I, I "What?" Did that, yeah, we did that at work. I, I'm trying to think. I mean, if, I mean, if 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 there's like, I don't know, like a, maybe like like a book. If there's something that you're like interested in that you can maybe do together, whether you like read a book together and then like talk about it, or like if there's um, I don't know, something that that like is interactive. Yeah. And like, I, I also, yeah, I think definitely if you can getting outside of your living space so you don't start to resent it is yeah. great. So it's great that you're doing the outdoor dining. We do that too. We're actually, I mean, if it's, you know, there's a safe way to do this. Ian and I are going away this week. We're going uh, just a few hours away upstate um, and we're staying in like a, like a resorty type place and we're just going to do outdoor activities like yeah hiking ian's getting me to hike my favorite thing yeah if you but, like uh, that kind of yeah like yeah. anything out, out outside whether it's hiking or depending on where you live obviously right but um, like there's yeah. gotta be something i've heard drive-in movies are back drive-in movies are back i know somebody who just went to see sonic the hedgehog so yeah <laughs> you can do that um but i think just the fact that you're thinking about it is good so you're aware of it and you won't get stuck in a rut and uh communicating with each other and like being self-aware of like this is a crappy situation you know like how how are you feeling like do a check-in with your partner but as yeah. as far as like being sad that this is how you spent your last unmarried year I mean once you get married your relationship's going to be the same like yeah. and you have hopefully you know you're getting married you have your whole lives ahead of you and hopefully this is as they say a once in a lifetime pandemic and you will be able to make up for lost time so don't yeah, be too bummed about that plenty plenty of trips and dates and new like plenty of new experiences in your future i think i think everybody took a big l this year as far as yeah. like when it, when it comes to doing the things that they love and experiencing their lives so you know just look look for try to try try to focus on like all the things you kind of want to do together once it's safe to be out in the world in the capacity we used to be in you know, you'll have plenty of time to do all those things. Agreed. Good advice, Ian. Um, so if you want your listener questions answered, you can email us at contact at this is why the podcast.com or DM us on Instagram. That's what both of these listeners did um, at this is why the pod. Please be concise if you can. Um, you can also find our contact info on our website at this is why the podcast.com. Next up, we're going to talk about what's in the news. But first, let's thank our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, Coors Light. Coors Light is the one beer that's literally made to chill. Um, you know, I, it's this weird thing, you guys. We've just spent the whole last year not doing anything. And all of a sudden, if you're like me, you're getting invited to things. And even though we've been wanting to do things for so long, now I'm like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed by all the things I have to do and all like the places I'm being invited. So sometimes you just need to chill. You just need to take a minute to yourself and chill. And that's what Coors Light is for. Because like I said, it's made to chill. The mountains on the bottles and the cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. Uh, when you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that is made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. You don't have to go anywhere. You can just have it delivered right to you. Um, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. <music> 
let's talk about what we've been reading this week. Yeah, what have you been reading, Angela? Um, okay, so I was reading on Vice. This is a very vicey type story, I guess. Um, TikTokers are smoking flowers as weed alternatives. This story is by Ko Yu. Um, I'm not on TikTok. I I'm on Instagram and Twitter, so I see whatever TikToks make it over there, and I enjoy them. But I just don't think I am mentally or spiritually <laughs> in a place that I need to download TikTok on my phone. Um, so, but apparently, yeah, they're they're dried rose petals, raspberry leaves, and chamomile—all things that sound like they should be in tea. They're being smoked by these people to kick their tobacco addictions. Um, the this so my when I read this I initially was like is that safe like obviously cigarettes are not safe to smoke but does that mean that rose petals are safe to smoke I, like I don't know that I would what? just like roll up some flowers in a doobie and feel safe doing that isn't that something that like I I thought I read like a long time ago that for in in, in like movies when the characters smoke sometimes actors will smoke herbal cigarettes really well yeah. I remember I mean like cloves smoking cloves. No, but those are tobacco. That's oh, that is tobacco, tobacco cigarettes with with, with the cloves clove in added. Yeah, so I remember so that was like big in high school. People thought they were cool and they smoked cloves. Yeah, very much. Yeah, like uh, a beat. It's like a beatnik kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But so <laughs> so is it safe? <laughs> Unclear. They say you know for decades herbal cigarettes have been sold in markets in China, South Korea, and Thailand, um, but now they're on TikTok too, despite insufficient studies on their safety. Herbal smokes are now sitting snugly in the corner shared by Witch Talk, which is TikTok for witches. Um, and that is a thing. That is a thing on Can TikTok. You which me? I I'm think sorry, is sorry, but we gotta take a tangent. I here. don't. What the fuck is Witch Talk? I don't know that I'm qualified to educate anybody on Witch Talk, but I, you know, it's just some ladies um, and maybe some gents. I'm not sure that uh, are just into like spells and herbal. Uh, Potions. Troil and is that toil, boil, toil and trouble? <laughs> I feel like toil that's. Is a toil. I, don't, I don't know. My to, double, double toil and trouble. Toil and trouble. Which is a Macbeth reference, but also a great Mary Kate and Ashley movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, but I, I, I don't know enough about it. I did have a friend in high school who was a Wiccan. Um, she used to read people's auras, but I think she was full of shit and that is the extent of and i read your aura knowledge. right now what color is my aura oh oh it's a color <laughs> oh i i would <laughs> nope, thought it might have been like mind. an adjective never oh, mind never mind you're real good at this. Yeah, and that, so anyway so it's witch talk is very into this but also they said the new age wellness community people are into it as well cool. uh yeah it's i'm totally gonna try this don't that's one thing i want to be clear nobody's takeaway from me reading this story <laughs> should be mm, i'm gonna try this Herbal because um like uh, you know th so they quoted there's this woman who is like a flower smoking influencer on tiktok <laughs> and she said there was a period in my life where thc only left me with extreme anxiety and panic attacks and i began using my own herbal smokes and um it was life-changing it helped with my depression insomnia anxiety uh she said it helps her with lucid dreaming oh All wow sounds, i mean she's really selling it however uh important to note as vice does that there's still a lack of scientific 
evidence proving these benefits. And in fact, there is a huge dearth of research to the effects of herbal smoke. So the fact that you're smoking anything at all could take a physical toll on your body. Inhaling combustion smoke of any kind, be it from cigarettes or forest fires, is almost certainly going to be bad for you. You're still breathing hot, hot air into your lungs. Right. So just take edibles. Just take it. Yeah, I I am curious though. Like, is there like a buzz associated with the herbal smoke? Because like you have a couple beers and you 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 want to have like an herbal smoke. Is there gonna is it gonna enhance the buzz? I feel like I mean it's probably just from like the inhaling smoke, kind of like how they said inhaling smoke of any kind. You're gonna feel kind of like like hookah. Yeah, right, like hookah, but But hookah's tobacco. But I mean, but like the idea is like it makes deprives your brain of oxygen, so you get a little bit of a buzz, which is. (laughs) All these things sound bad. They're bad. Eat edibles. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I mean, like the girl said, for some people, I guess they have bad, like, some people get bad anxiety from from even weed or edibles, whatever. Yeah. But, um, I I don't know. I like I, I like scientific evidence. Yeah, sure. I mean, it sounds what like I smoke. Sounds like we should not be endorsing. No, it's yeah. this is not an endorsement. It's just a now you know type <laughs> thing. Uh, what are you reading about, Ian? What am I reading about? Well, first of all, let me stop looking up uh, herbal cigarettes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ian's going to start smoking chamomile. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that. Trust me. I would not waste my money on that. Um, what am I reading? So I'm reading, uh, I'm reading an article about what Gen Z is, is watching or doing or or spending their time with. We're, um, we're very interested in the youth. Yeah, very, very interested. I, I feel like I still think that I am 20 years old, but I am not. Um, so in this article coming from a Variety called Gen Z Ranks Watching TV Movies as Fifth Among the Top Five Entertainment Activities by Todd Spangler. So essentially, Gen Z likes to play video games. Shocker. Which, like, they're young, so... That's like, you know, I a like, teenager thing. I played a ton of PlayStation <laughs> and PlayStation 2 when I was, you know, in middle school and high school. Oh, I thought you yeah. were going to say this year. Well, well, you, well, so Angela did make us get a video game console right when this started. And you had been lobbying for one for like a long time. But It's because I'm just like Gen Z. I'm just so youthful. Like, I'm on the pulse of what's cool. It was for research purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it looks like so... Gen Z uh, consumers in the U.S., uh, and this is uh, in the age bracket of 14 to 24, video games are their number one entertainment activity. Watching TV or movies at home comes in fifth. Uh, 26% of Gen Z think video games are their top entertainment activity, and 87% of those in the age bracket said they play video games daily or weekly. That's followed by listening to music, 14, browsing the internet, which is 12%, and engaging on social media, which is 11%. So... I will say, um, so you got uh, a PlayStation, uh, what, what were we on for, for us, uh, in, in April and I played a bunch of video games again. I, I found that I really like adventure games, which I, I feel like I played a lot of sports games when I was younger, but I, I like, I played a game called Uncharted, which was really fun. And it was kind of like an Indiana Jones character, Mm -hmm. um, traveling the world. And it was actually a perfect experience because there was like an amazing storyline with it that was like very emotional, and and also we we had just been kind of locked down and we had we canceled all these plans, you know, the wedding and then a lot of travel and all this fun stuff and like 
to to immerse yourself in a game where like the characters are like all over the world doing cool shit. I I totally get. It. I think that like there's a lot of uh, like immersive qualities to to video games that like I'm sure Gen Z is like experiencing things a little bit vicariously. And right now, especially, it's like uh, I think there's a lot of value in that. Yeah, unless the thing that they're experiencing vicariously is like shooting. Well, people. right. That's okay. So that's the bad. That's the other side of it. Is like Call of Duty, and right. people are just desensitized to like uh, uh, like war and horrible things. They should right. never be uh, desensitized. Yeah, so, you, yeah. That you, is you're playing like, and I don't. I, know. I I mean this. As, I'm projecting my own experience. I mean this as a compliment. Them. You're playing soft boy games. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't have it hey, any other way, but like Uncharted, there was like shooting and stuff like that, oh, but okay. it wasn't the point of the game. But yeah, I do have to say, like, I don't know that we would have even bought the system had it not been for COVID. Like, that was our motivator. So I don't know if like that is also responsible for the increase here or for like why that would be number one with the Gen Z kids, but um. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I wonder if because of their age, like, if this will be true for their generation always or if things will shift as they get older. Yeah, it's interesting. Definitely interesting. I feel like one of the more, uh, let me find one of the, okay, so one of the interesting quotes I found in this article, um, so Kevin Westcott is vice chairman at Deloitte. Um, he uh, uh the Deloitte division effect that that focuses on uh, the US technology and media market um if you are a traditional media company you're going to have to offer a broader range of entertainment than just movies and TV shows so kind of talking about how like other media companies are going to have to kind of pivot to uh to kind of get the gen z dollars well i wonder that's a little that's definitely interesting to me do you think that means like virtual reality like you cuz yeah. Ian, Ian also has the Oculus yeah I got an Oc Angela and my cousin Jen and her husband got me an Oculus for my birthday. And so that's I'm still You're I still haven't so cracked Gen that Z. one yet. Still haven't cracked that one yet. But yeah. yeah, I'm very I'm I'm rich with video games. I'm very lucky. Thank you. <laughs> and also reality is kind of uh a a drag right now. So yeah. it's definitely helpful. Yeah. We've used the Oculus to like pet dogs and go on boats <laughs> you've used stuff, the oculus so. angela's experience on the oculus is watching a 360 video where she's on a boat in like Kissimmee, florida with a golden retriever with two golden retrievers yeah, yeah. <laughs> which like i Sorry, hope two that will not i like i will not once i can go back out into the world i don't see the appeal of that anymore but for now while i'm stuck home very much enjoying my virtual doggy boat time <laughs> um, but yeah i just i don't know I don't know. I hope that everybody just gets outside and gets some fresh air. <laughs> I was happy to see music was number two. That is, yeah. yeah. That people are still absorbing, you know, and not that video games aren't art. I mean, I don't think Call of Duty is art. That's definitely <laughs> not. But like, there is definitely, there are also like a category of, of like art, of like art video games. So, right. Yeah. But yeah, sure. glad to hear music number two. Yeah. I do feel like Gen Z is very into their tunes. Um, cool. So, very, th thanks for that news report there ian oh um, you're welcome thank you i know how to read <laughs> now it's time for our topic of the week this week's topic is lessons from pandemic wedding planning so something you and i have a bit of experience with now mercifully <laughs> i don't think that our advice that we're going to give today is going to be 
too relevant for much longer. Hopefully, a lot of people will not have to deal yeah. with this yeah. again. But I, I think I, it's this is more like to kind of reflect on the past year. You know, if you have also gone through what we've gone through, maybe you can commiserate. Maybe there's some stuff here that can help you moving forward because it's definitely we're at the end, but it's not over. Um, so for Ian and I, we were in the position of, um, so all, you know, all this pandemic stuff started in March, 2020, our wedding was scheduled for May, 2020, uh, the week that like New York started to shut down. My office went to work from home. Your office went to work from home. My, um, bridal shower was scheduled for that weekend. (laughs) Yeah. So it kind of like it was really just it rug out from under us. Yeah. Yeah. And so that got canceled. Obviously, my bachelorette party got canceled. Your bachelor party. Uh, All these plans. We were going to other people's weddings. Yes. Other that people's got weddings canceled. got canceled. Yeah. Um, so I think like. Honeymoon. Our, our honeymoon. That was a bummer. Spain, that, yeah. Like everything. Yeah. And I think like. At first, it was really hard to know how to proceed because we didn't have a lot of information. Um, And I think that in a way that has been good because it's, I mean, you know, we we would have wanted to have stayed informed about what was going on anyway, but I was like hyper vigilant about reading every new thing that came (laughs) out. I was like, I became an amateur epidemiologist for a little bit. Um, And like in doing that, I think that that helped us make some decisions. Like I think that we were very good about knowing when to cancel and reschedule and then cancel and reschedule again when that date yeah. uh, wasn't looking good. And we, we did that early enough because at this point we've rescheduled the wedding three times, two yeah, times, like, three times. Yeah, like two and a half because one of them was like, was like for like a minute really. Right. But that who yeah. can keep track. But yeah, that was because like we counted. Yeah, but like we were, we haven't really had any logistical issues because we've been able to like stay informed enough that we rescheduled everything far enough in advance that we were able to get a new date and all of our vendors were available. I'm sure a lot of people have not been so lucky. Yeah, I, I, we know people that have not been so lucky, but we have definitely like in terms of just like flexibility from people. That has been good, but like I can't recommend enough. Like, just knowing what's going on, so you can make those decisions. Yeah, and also I think because like for me, just because like in New York right now, we could have technically had our wedding like big indoor wedding as planned. We could have technically had it this June because New York started allowing it. Um, but I think there's a difference between like what is like legally lawfully allowed and like what is actually safe and like you are only able to make that distinction if you are staying up to date on what's going on yeah i would agree i also think too it's like you know some people just you know take their advice from public authority and that's cool and other people are a little less trusting and you know every i think that everybody kind of has like their own you know their their own chemistry as far as like what makes sense but i think like one of the most important things is like really being thought really thinking a lot and being considerate of like other people's comfort levels so like 
even if we were like like you know it was it was a little easy for us we were definitely like not comfortable ourselves so we didn't have to do like that that mental math but i think for like a lot of people you know if you are comfortable with like the current you know restrictions and you think you might want to do it i would say think think hard about you know if you you know people who might not be like is it are they going to feel pressure to like come travel to something and have you know your your big event be like one of the first things they do now that things are kind of starting to go in the right direction so definitely like think think about that and the thing is too is that like you know big weddings will come back and you know at some point in the future you know hopefully people will will really feel comfortable being you know gathering in a place with with a bunch of people again not outside and yeah. uh but yeah for, for now yeah i think for us it was definitely about just really also thinking about like what are other people going to want to do and how will they per perceive this right and like once people i think you know people wanted to be polite and like be like whatever you do we're right, happy yeah. but then once we told them what we were doing they were kind of like thank god yeah <laughs> like almost across the board every person has been like you know like i would have come but i was really freaked out um to like if we had done big indoor things so um yeah i think we i'm very much at peace with what we're doing and I, and we were able to plan something that is not it doesn't feel like a compromise like I, i'm genuinely excited for the small wedding that we're doing yeah, and i'm glad absolutely. we didn't rush it if we had rushed even that small thing we wouldn't have been able to have what we're having you know right. if we had like back like in summer of 2020 like tried to throw something together it would have been very uncomfortable because now right. people are vaccinated and we have a better understanding of like how it <laughs> spreads and how to prevent it. So right. I feel good. Yeah. Um, I definitely, something that I think if you are somebody that was planning a wedding, um, if you were, as they call it, a COVID bride, or COVID groom, um, I experienced that like I had followed all these accounts on Instagram, like all these wedding related accounts which I did not. Which, which surprise. I not, yeah. Did not. Uh, <laughs> not for me. Which is fine. Not surprising. Uh, I, you know, there's good ideas there. But then um, they, like, you know, there was a pause a little bit at first with them not posting things. Then very quickly, like, it's a business. So, like, people are in the wedding industry. They want things to go back to normal. So they started posting stuff about, like, wedding planning and posting photos of people who were having like stuff that they call like weddings that they called mini ceremonies or whatever there were there was like some trendy name for small weddings thank god i don't remember it because i won't use it for ours but uh um, <laughs> mcweddings <laughs> small weddings um Sh weddings but uh and it like it made it started to make me feel crazy i was like oh my god like am i like am i doing the right thing or, and like i started feeling kind of bitter like i would look at those photos and be like ah, yeah, which is people. like but definitely you know rule number one when it comes to anything don't let the reality of the internet influence your decision making or feeling right well <laughs> decision making is an easier one but like feelings i couldn't control my feelings that it you definitely can't control your feelings feel yeah. not great i mean maybe you can but i couldn't i, I can't no, no no i'm not saying you should control your feelings but definitely yeah M try not to let the internet influence them yeah I don't yes know. <laughs> that's always it's a good rule of thumb but now i think like i uh you know that was like i, I had that bitter feeling when i would see things and i i'm 
at the end on the other side of the rainbow now. And I think because I just feel so confident in the decisions that I have made and, um, like I, when I see people having weddings now, whether they're small or big, you know, whether there's something that I would do or wouldn't do, I, I, uh, there's like less judgment coming from me or less, like, it's just less about me. Like I, I don't, I'm just like, I'm doing my thing. This is what's best for me. You do what's best for you and whatever. So I think that that's, that just speaks to like when you follow, follow what you think is right. Yeah. And you can, and you too can be at peace with your decisions. Yeah. And just what I said, and to kind of go off that, what I said before about like can being considerate, like that, I would say that's separate from like letting other people influence your decision. Like you, you want to be considerate of people's like comfort and safety and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to like, actually doing you know if it if you feel like hey like i just just like i really just want to do this now and like i don't really i don't i don't really care about you know having something that is going to be broadcasted over google hangouts or zoom or something because you really want to do it then like you should do that uh right you know but just like obviously like for the people you invite just be aware that you know just be very open and transparent they're like you know i understand you might not feel comfortable attending this thing so yeah. you know no pressure yeah and I think like, so yeah, tips for now, like with us moving forward with our small wedding, like what we have tried to do is over communicate with our few guests that we're having. Like, like, I feel like there's no such thing as too much information. So like, well, especially now, yeah, so, even though, even though like throughout this entire year, like the public has not gotten really any information. Right. <laughs> right. And it's been thank, hard to make a thank decision. Thank you, media and leaders. So like, we're, you know, we're letting people know how many people will be there. We're reassuring them that it's outside. Um, that Everybody's been vaccinated. Right. Like for us, the case is that we invited few enough people that we know for, we were able to like personally check with each person that's invited. And we know that everybody there will be vaccinated. Um, so and we like put that in our invite because I think that that helps people make their decision. And we even said, even knowing all this information, if you're still uncomfortable attending, then we totally understand. And uh, we'll see you in 2022, hopefully. But like no hard feelings. Like we get it. So, and we mean that. So we put that in our invite. We're just like, you know, I think it's all about oversharing. Um, and that would be my number one tip. Do you have any other final tips for people that might be going through this um i would say i mean it's hard it's hard i think that it's because it's so tied into like you know it's like a big monumental moment in your life and then everything is kind of been thrown off the rails by this thing that nobody saw unless i guess you were bill gates everybody <laughs> you know he was talking about pandemics for so long it's true yeah this guy loves epidemiology um but uh yeah, I think that, like, going through the process of kind of, like, for me, like, accepting, and this goes with wedding stuff as well as, like, just other things in general, just, like, kind of accepting the the situation and accepting the reality and just be learning to be comfortable with kind of, like, not having information, which is at times infuriating, but also kind of, like, you know, learning how to kind of adjust to being in limbo with certain things. And it's a challenge. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the, the more I've learned to adapt to some of the chaos, the less stressed I, I, I feel because we've had to change a lot of things a lot of times. 
Yeah, it's been a real lesson. You know, wedding aside, it's been a lesson in letting go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not being in control, yeah. which is hard. Yeah, extremely. But for both uh, of us in different ways. Yeah, and definitely. sometimes the same ways. <laughs> yes. But uh that in that way it's been good. It's been a good challenge. Yeah. Um everybody's but, been put to the test. Yes. And luckily the yeah. test is over soon. No, I'm a, we'll see. Hopefully close. Keep wearing your mask, everybody. Yeah. And wash uh, your hands and sing celebrate good times. Come on. You know, I stopped. I remember remember <laughs> it, happy birthday. Remember at first how it was like everybody was all cutesy about it, like, oh here like people I remember like Broadway people did like a special video, like a show tune montage of songs to wash your hands to and like whatever. Yeah. And it was all cute and fun at first. And then it just got really dark. And yeah. Just, I like... feel like the only appropriate video would have been like somebody like scream crying while they were washing their hands for 30 seconds. <laughs> you could have just filmed me every time I came home from the grocery store. <laughs> um, that would be a great PSA. <laughs> But I hope that this has helped. Um, if you're if you're going through it, uh, and if you're a guest, if you're a guest invited to um, a wedding and not sure what to do, like definitely do what you're comfortable with. Yes, People don't feel pressured. Do not feel yeah. pressure. Your your comfort and your safety should be your number one priority and yeah. people will get it. And if they don't get it, then you know what? They, then their priorities are screwed up. And that's all I have to say about that. So um, that's it for this week's This Is Why podcast. This is why. Thanks for joining, Ian. Um, we're going to have you. We, there's still like a bunch more episodes with you on them. So Yeah. I'm sorry to your audience. No. <laughs> I mean, hopefully they enjoy it. I'll never be able to replace Laura. <laughs> that is because true. We, she has a higher voice than me. <laughs> that is the reason why no laura will be back <laughs> don't worry guys don't yeah. panic laura is gonna come back she's just resting up right now yeah. um ian you want to send us off a little bit yeah why not so that is it for this week's podcast check out angela and laura's book this is why you're single and laura's book cinderella and the glass ceiling and other feminist fairy tales they're available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and your local indie bookstore, which we encourage you to check first. That's right. Um, and you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswythepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswythepod. Um, Ian, do you want people to follow your Instagram? You can follow me. It's at Sparadactyl. Sure, you can follow me. I mean, it's I, I don't think it's that exciting these days. I've uh, but it's at Breck the Halls, yeah. which is right. Is that my that is, that my is your Instagram handle? I don't know. I'm don't just throwing why, it out I there. Don't know why it is that? <laughs> Sorry, everybody. This <laughs> anyway. is my internal monologue. <laughs> um, please like and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why. This is why pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why the podcast. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>